0: Welcome to R, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is R slash Nuclear Revenge, where OP lets his abuser die of organ failure. Our next Reddit post is from Pancreas. So when I met my future husband, he was like the ideal guy. He was what I thought I needed. I believed that I loved him and that the fairy tale was real. We met by random chance, both many hours from our homes. Me while running away from a situation at home, and him while planning a trip abroad. I ended up in Europe within a month, and we married about 10 months later. All good, right? Well, it was. Until I started racking up multiple university degrees with honors, and he began to realize that not only was I significantly younger, about 17 years, thinner, and according to him, better looking, and now I was significantly better educated. He was always a bit insecure, but the degrees really seemed to push him over the edge. While I was waiting for my spousal visa, things were falling apart. We both kind of gave up, but we resolved to save our relationship. I moved, and I found that nothing that he had promised to repair had ever happened. His home situation was a mess! We were living with his quite elderly widower father, and he was meant to be taking care of him and the household. None of that was happening. Instead, both my husband and his disgusting sister were essentially living as leeches off of their 80-something-year-old father. I tried to make things work, but within a week and a half of me arriving, he threw an iPad at my head and punched the wall next to me while screaming that he could have me deported at will. Okay, well, fine. I made a promise, so I kept trying, but it got worse. I took months of emotional abuse, insults, threats, cursing, and everything else short of him actually laying hands on me. Six months later, he randomly disappeared for two weeks to visit Seattle without mentioning it to me, so I left. I started over with nothing much in my name except for a job and a bit of money, but I was thousands of kilometers away from anyone that I knew. He expected me to run home, but I didn't falter. Instead, I blossomed. About a year later, I met my present partner, who has been the truest and most loyal partner I could have wished for. Truly, if I had to do it all again, I would have if I knew that my partner would be on the other side. Now, for my revenge. I happened to find out that my husband had a new girlfriend that seemed very serious, and noticed that she had mentioned wedding planning on social media. You have to keep tabs on your abusers, especially when your safety is at risk. Now, she is welcome to have him. The only issue is, due to draconian divorce laws in my current country, we're not divorced yet. He planned on marrying her in another country. When we met, he told me that he had never been married. I later found out that he was indeed divorced. I was willing to bet that he fed his new girlfriend the exact same lie. So, I sent his new girl a message. My suspicions were confirmed. He told her that he had never been married when, in fact, I was wife number two. She didn't want to believe it until I sent her a photo of our marriage license as well as a few wedding photos. I did feel really bad about doing that to her because I could tell how hurt she was. But I knew that it was better for her to know the truth than to inadvertently marry him the next month in Seattle as they had planned. She had kids. She had a violent ex-husband. She and I actually ended the conversation on a positive note with her thanking me and me apologizing and explaining why I felt that I had to tell her. And then the fallout. My phone started blowing up with an unknown number. Hmm, wonder who that might be. I was out enjoying a lovely dinner with my partner and I answered the call on speaker. In came the usual threats to my person and security. Blah, blah, blah. I could only laugh. He didn't know where I was, nor was he getting past my partner. I could finally relax knowing that I was safe after months of night terrors. And then he said, I've lost the love of my life because of you. She left me and she threw all of my things out of her home. People, I lost it. I could not stop laughing. It was poetic. He sent a similar email to my mother laced with blatant lies about me. As if my mother didn't know play by play as it was happening and as if she believed believe a word that he had to say anyway. After I got done laughing, I hung up on him and had my number changed. Then I remembered that his sister was living at the same home. His sister has a disabled daughter that lives 200 kilometers away that she claims benefits for, including an apartment and money allowances. She would then illegally sublet the handicap accessible apartment to her boyfriend while leeching off of her father. She's also a thief who was caught on hidden camera literally taking money out of my ex-husband's wallet. My ex-husband and his sister absolutely despise each other and are only both living there in hopes of driving the other out in order to get the house as an inheritance. Now... If she were to get reported to the authorities for fraud and they did even a basic investigation then they'd see that she was falsely claiming benefits for an adult daughter who lived very far away from her and had benefits from her own counsel. She would lose her apartment and possibly face jail time. If she lost her apartment it was certain that she would never leave her father's home. It was my ex-husband's worst nightmare so I made it happen. Besides, how dare she claim money that she wasn't entitled to due to her simply being too lazy to work. During the rare times when she would actually care for her kid, she was a neglectful mother. For example, she would leave her kid in a wheelchair with a jam sandwich and run to the pub the moment the money came in. Now she was lying and keeping a rare handicap accessible apartment from someone who truly needed it. But the thought of them both being stuck in the same house, fighting all day and night, both too lazy to leave and too stubborn to give up the inheritance they fantasize about, that's a lovely thought to me. And what makes it even better? Knowing that he cried his eyes out over his lost fiancé in that very same house, soaking in his miserable existence. OP, that's amazing vengeance against those toxic siblings, but I really feel sorry for that dad the dude can't even die in peace. Our next reddit post is from Bitwin. Me and my twin brother Sebastian have never ever been close. In fact, he made my life hell growing up and my parents didn't help by playing favorites. Getting him better stuff on our birthday, only going to see films he liked at the cinema, and giving him extra money for housework despite us doing the same amount of work. He would always put me down, belittle me, bully me with his friends at school, break my stuff and then blame me, and was just a pain in general. Growing up, the only people I knew to rely on was my older sister Jane, my cousin Kai, and my best friend Isaiah, who all knew what an awful person my brother was. Anyway, cut to when I was 17 and I had my first girlfriend, someone I loved very much. We didn't passionately hug because she wanted to wait until her 18th birthday to lose her virginity but it turns out that she was having an affair with my brother behind my back for half the time we were together and only got caught when it was revealed that she was pregnant. I was crushed. She knew how much I hated my brother and she saw some of the awful things he did to me, but she still went and did that. Cheating is bad enough, but to do it with him of all people. I punched him in the face and broke his nose and made him lose a tooth, but according to my parents, I'm the one in the wrong, and now we have to help this girl who's carrying my brother's child and have to help support them. My brother then said that he had no intention of being a father and told my girlfriend to get an abortion. She then ran out of town, and I never saw her again. I don't know if she had the baby or aborted; all I know was that she was gone, and my folks were still praising my brother as the golden child. I was still the black sheep and a failure as usual. Another year goes by, and me and my brother still despise each other, but I'd started dating again. It was a long while, but I found someone. I found a boy that I liked. I'm bisexual, and this new guy Daniel that I met at college caught my eye. He was deaf, and I studied sign language out of boredom, so we got to talking and things just seemed to click. We date, fall in love, I bring him to my friend Isaac's party to introduce him to my friends, and everything feels great. At this point, the only one who knew that I was by was Isaiah. but one day while walking into a cinema holding my boyfriend's hand, I bump into my evil twin. He points, laughs, and says some homophobic remarks. I tell him to go F himself, and I go see a movie with my arm around my boyfriend. When I got home after dropping my boyfriend off at his place, I knew I'd be facing something as I walked through the front door. I saw both my parents on the sofa, my mother crying about how on earth could she have given birth to someone so disgusting. Was it too much to hope that she saw the light and was talking about my brother? But nope, she was talking about me and how I'm a stain on our family's name. My father gets up to yell at me, spout homophobic remarks and slurs. At this point, I see my brother up the staircase with an evil grin on his face. He then comes down and says that he's uncomfortable sharing a room with a bundle of sticks and my folks kick me out there and then. With what little clothes and money I had, I went to my friend Isaac's house and his family took me in where I stayed for six months, actually experiencing familial love and affection and I actually consider Isaac's mother and stepdad my own parents now. Eventually me, Isaac, and my boyfriend Daniel all get a two-bedroom flat together and all's good for the time being. So cut to December of last year, me and my boyfriend had become married. Isaac was my best man. I have a brilliant job in graphic design. I have my own house by the sea and life has never been better. However, I got a call from my sister that my brother was in the hospital. I hadn't thought about him much over that nine-year period since I was kicked out, but being reminded of his existence brought up a lot of painful memories for me. I was told by my sister that my twin brother Sebastian wanted to see me and that it was urgent. So I went to the hospital he was in and met my sister outside the front entrance. I ask her what this is all about, but she doesn't tell me and then I need to ask my twin. So I arrive at my brother's room and my parents are at his side and my folks actually look happy to see me. As if what they did to me hadn't happened and Sebastian also looked really pleased to see me. It's safe to say that something was off. Eventually, I ask what's going on and why I was even here, to which my brother tells the family to leave us two alone. He looked so weak now, and before, he used to intimidate me so much. He told me that he was dying from kidney failure, and had been for the past few years, but now he didn't have long left, and I knew immediately where this was going. He then said that he always regretted that we never got along, at which point I told him no. He looked confused and asked what I was on about, so I simply told him that I wasn't going to donate my kidney to save him. He looked as if I'd just taken a dump in his food. He then went on about how bad his situation was and that he was really sorry for all the things we did to each other growing up. Like, excuse me? We did to each other? I told him that I just wanted a brother growing up that cared and loved me and wouldn't try to break me every day for 18 years. He then called in our mom and dad and told them that I wasn't going to give up my kidney. They then started to spout off that I owed them for my existence and that I have a duty to look after my family. I asked them where that duty was when they kicked me out of the house, or where that duty was every time my brother gave me a black eye, or where their duty was to look after their grandchild when Sebastian decided that he didn't want to be a father. I said that for all the things that he's done, from outing me to having an affair with my girlfriend and abandoning his child, that this was the universe's way and my way of finally giving back what he dished out to bite him in the butt. I then turned around and walked out of the room with that being the last time I ever saw Sebastian. I'm not even sure why they'd want a gay person's kidney anyway. I walked past my sister who gave me a look. I gave her a look back and then she in turn gave me a look that said, I understand. I felt as if a great weight had been taken off my shoulders. I went home and never looked back because I was pleased with my decision. Last week I got a call from my sister to inform me that Sebastian had died. She asked if I was okay and I said I was that I didn't really feel anything in all honesty. She said that she understood to a degree as Sebastian hadn't been all that kind to her over the years either. I had my husband and Isaac there to support me. The next day I was getting calls and texts from family members that I hadn't spoken to in years telling me that I'm going to hell for being a bad son being a bad brother and for being a bundle of sticks, and that me and my husband don't deserve children. This makes me second-guess my choice of not giving my brother my kidney. Even in death, he makes things harder for me. I did wonder if I was a bad person and if I made the wrong decision, but I knew that if I was in his position, he would have left me for dead, so screw him. And in an edit, O.P. clarifies that his brother's kidney failure was from him living a hardcore lifestyle of drugs and alcohol. Also, his parents and sister did get tested to see if they were matches, and none of them were. OP, I blame you 0% for this story. If I had a brother who treated me like this, and then he wanted one of my organs, I'd tell him to go screw himself. Our next Reddit post is from WordNerd. 16 years ago, I made a friend one day on the bus. Up until a year ago, I considered this guy a member of my family. Let's call him Joel. So, I keep a crystal ball in the mantelpiece above my fireplace full of my medical marijuana. I started noticing that, after poker night, my bowl seemed a lot emptier than it should be, so I set up a camera to see which one of my guests was helping themselves when my back was turned. Next poker night, once everyone is gone, I pull up the video. There Joel was, plain as day, stuffing like $60 worth of my medication into his pocket. I sent him the video and told him that he had to return my medication or pay for it, and I told him that if he chose to do neither, he should no longer consider me a friend he denied it. Even with the video staring him in the face, he said that he hadn't taken anything. He even had the nerve to act offended by the fact that I accused him. So I decided to ruin his life. Over the years, he had told me about a lot of things that he didn't want his wife to know about. Affairs, shady things that he did with her joint funds, drug issues, and terrible things that he said about her, her mother, and her sister. I went back through all of our text messages and I took screenshots of everything secret that he had ever said to me. There were over 70 pictures. I sent his wife all of the screenshots. Here are some examples of the kind of things that were in those screenshots. He admitted to cheating on her with eight different women over the course of their friendship. He took money they were saving for a car and used it to buy drugs, specifically Xanax and Perks. He also revealed that he was continuing to do drugs after he promised her that he was clean and sober. He said that she's a vile and disgusting woman and the reason they never passionately hug is that he can't stand the smell in between her folds. He also said that he was pretty sure that she was molesting her niece. He said that all of her friends only pretend to like her so they can buy oxys off of her. He also said he wanted to get one of his side chicks pregnant because he'd always resented his wife for being infertile. He said that her sister is an insane harpy. He said that her sister abuses her kids, which is not true. He also said that her sister is faking her autoimmune disease for attention. He said that her mom is a fat, lazy cow who doesn't really need to be in a wheelchair. That she just doesn't want to have to stand up or bathe herself, so she's malingering. There were other things, but that's just what came to mind without me having to dig through the screenshots I sent. Joel's wife filed for divorce, and she reported him to the cops for the drugs that he had in their house. While he was doing his eight months in jail for the pot that he stole from me, his boss filled his position and he lost his job. Now, his ex-wife won't even let her in the house. So now, he lives in his car and showers at truck stops. His ex-wife told me about the divorce, kicking him out and getting him arrested. One of our mutual friends who works with Joel told me about the job loss, him living in the car, and showering at truck stops. I'm still on good terms with his ex-wife. I even sent her some enchiladas the other day for Cinco de Mayo. I also sent the video of him stealing pot to all of our mutual friends. So he lost about 90% of his social circle. I got the other 10% out of my own life since they want to associate with known thieves, birds of a feather, and all that. Yeah, OP, you definitely got your revenge here, but I'm gonna be honest, if you spent 16 years hanging out with this guy, and the whole time he was telling you about all the awful, terrible things that he was doing to his wife, then really, you shouldn't be surprised that this guy stole from you. If I knew a guy who was cheating on his wife, stealing money, and buying drugs, then I wouldn't call him my friend, and I definitely wouldn't let him in my house. So I'm not really blaming you, OP, because you're a victim too, but honestly, what did you expect? That was r slash Nuclear Revenge, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.